Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Today I'm speaking with New York native, Nashville-based singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Nicole Serrano, whose rich, soulful, and emotional alto voice captures you immediately, carving her own path between soul and alternative pop. Steeped in a deep history of worship music, she grew up in a conservative household where her dad owned a Christian bookstore. She was raised Christian and has performed and written for major Christian acts. She's now showing off a new side, evolving her sound and creative passion into a fuller frame of what's always been there. You've probably already heard her music on major TV networks including ABC, CBS, VH1, MTV, ESPN, and Netflix. On shows like Grey's Anatomy, The Good Doctor, Station 19, Younger, Selling Sunset, Love Island, and many, many more. Today, June 9th, she is debuting a new song called Nice to Meet You. And earlier today, she came out as queer on Good Morning America in an interview with Robin Roberts. In my interview with Nicole, she told me, Nice to Meet You is my story of the past three years, and it's the most vulnerable I've ever been in my writing. But I'm beyond ready. The song peeks into my recent journey, revealing parts of me that I've newly embraced and the parts I've thought best to leave behind, ultimately realizing that it all has always belonged. It's been me all along. I can't wait to share it with you. It's so real and honest and tasty and fun. I've only teared up three times in two days so far, but the count continues. In preparing for my interview with Nicole, I've explored her talent and her music and found her to be incredibly gifted, not only with a gorgeous alto and distinctive musical perspective, but her independent spirit is just get out there and be who she is. It's glorious. Here's Nice to Meet You from out recording artist Nicole Serrano, followed by my chat with the very talented singer-songwriter.
Nicole Serrano, as I live and breathe, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for talking to me and hanging out. I'm glad to have you with me as a guest today. I have been listening to your music so much lately. You have a gorgeous, gorgeous voice. And when I say, how are you today? How are you today, specifically this minute? I've been freaking out a little bit, to be Uh honest. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, a lot of nerves, a lot of anxiety. I have a very big interview coming up with the Robin Roberts. I have been thinking about the day of of coming out since I was very little. And it's just really crazy to have three decades pass and to be like building this thing up in your head and imagining how it would feel and how it would go. And so it's just it's crazy. It feels like I'm one years old today. Or one year old. Like we're <laughs> starting are. over, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's wild. But you are beaming. You're just I, beaming. Your smile is so bright. I've been using whitening strips. So that helps. <laughs> no, I feel good. I feel very ready. Yeah. I feel like there's so much more and I'm ready to kind of get this out of the way so I can yeah. just get on to the rest of life. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know, I feel like sometimes when we come out, people will ask, well, why do you feel the need to come out? Or why do you feel the need to, or as crass people put it, you know, shove this down our throats or something? And, you know, certainly none of us on this side of the rainbow uh, <laughs> want to, to be doing this. But we, we kind of have to because, let's face it, you're, you're an amazing performer. You're in the public eye. And if you're really going to be your authentic self, you're going to be seen in public um, you know, T.J. Osborne just accepted his first Grammy 
And, you know, when people win awards or they go to awards show, there's significant others with them. And yeah. someone might ask who this person is with you. Or, mm -hmm. you know, TJ got to thank his boyfriend from the stage, which, you know, heterosexual people get to do all the time. But, you know, right. that might be seen. So it's a funky thing about when you come out, like, that we have to come out. But yeah. we kind of do now. And one day, hopefully, we won't. <laughs> but right. That's the dream. Um, what was the impetus for you to come out now? Like you said, it's been a, like a kind of 30-year journey, but... Yeah, there's a couple reasons. I think the main is that it's it would be more weird if I didn't because everybody in my life knows, all of my community knows. I've known forever, and I have an amazing girlfriend for five years now, and it's just kind of weird to hold that back at this point. And, you know, I'm... It's funny because I'm a pretty private person and um, pretty introverted. I keep my people close, but I also really care about being authentic. So yeah, what you're saying, in order to be my most like free, authentic self, I do feel like I owe it to myself and my story to just kind of say it. Right. Because I also think it doesn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> That's and the I funny think, thing. Look yeah, at this. It's it's crazy. It's like so counterintuitive of, okay, here's this, you know, pretty reserved person who's going to publicly <laughs> on national television come out, which feels crazy, which is why I freaked out. But at the same time, it's like, it just doesn't matter. And I want it to stop being such a big deal for people. And I want people to just let people be who they are and not make a big deal of something that's different, you know? And so, but I think it's going to require more people to normalize it and just kind of own who they are and how they are. You know, specifically for you coming out, there, there there's an aspect of this coming out story that's actually a bit more unique because in addition to just being a human being, a very pretty human being, may I say, I wish oh the listeners God. could see you. Um, <laughs> but you have spent years singing uh in Christian music and in mm -hmm. worship music. And so you're coming from a background yeah. that has a very strong opinion about the idea of this. You actually sang at a, at a very big church for like four and a half years, didn't you? You, you led worship music and yep. how did that, did you come out there? I did. I how did that out. go? <laughs> it was so easy and plus not. Um, <laughs> What's sad is that my story there is actually a little gentler and more gracious than a lot of people in my position. But in a nutshell, basically, I had come to terms with the fact that, okay, I'm not, I'm not straight for sure. And then I was like, maybe I'm just bisexual. And, and I don't mean just bisexual, <laughs> but maybe, you know, maybe if I find the right guy, being in this environment where that is the only option as a girl, maybe like that could work out and this could be fine. And my attraction to females, like my whole life won't really matter because I'll find a guy and everything will be fine on the outside and everyone will shut up. And so I dated every eligible bachelor that came across my path until I was like 28. And it just never, it never worked. It, that wasn't me, you know, like, so yeah, I, it, I came out late to myself because it took me a long time to realize, hey, it's just, it's not in me. It's not how I was made. And that could be true for other people, but 
So I just started to like go to therapy and slowly started reading more about it and researching and educating myself. And I was like, okay, like I'm okay. There's nothing wrong with me. Not at all. And maybe there's something wrong with this environment. (laughs) But it was tricky because that specific church kind of went with the mantra of everyone's welcome, everyone belongs, which feels like a real trap. I think I know that it comes from a place of wanting people to feel accepted, but if essentially they're not, then just don't put it on your slogans. Don't put it on your building. Right. Because when you spoke to some leaders of the church, for some it went okay and for some yeah. it kind of didn't. So the yeah. the everyone is welcome thing was kind of not quite accurate. Yeah, it's true for some. Yeah. Long story short, I, I came out to one of my pastors that I worked with pretty closely and we were also friends. I was friends with his family, still am, love them very much. And I was just like, hey, here's the thing. I think I'm a gay Christian. He was like, yeah, cool. Like, I, I don't know. He's like, I think we all kind of cherry pick scripture and we pick what we want to believe and we exclude other things. And so, so it was a long process that ended up where I was taken off the platform for five weeks. I wasn't trusted to lead worship anymore. Wow. Where essentially nothing had changed. I just had opened up and I did tell them the truth. I was like, I, I do have a girlfriend and I've been waiting to feel guilty about it. And I just don't, I've been waiting (laughs) to feel ashamed and I just don't like, there's nothing in me that feels wrong (laughs) except for hiding it from you because I know that you don't agree. And so that's when essentially I was told, you know, you have to pick your job or your relationship. Oof. I regret that I picked my job first. <laughs> I told my girlfriend I was just gutted. I was heartbroken. I was like, I can't, I can't put this all on the line. You know, I've worked so hard for this. And she's like, okay, love you. And give, gives me a kiss. I'm like, I just broke up with you. Just, take this seriously. <laughs> she's like, we didn't break up. And so I was like, okay, this isn't going to work. And so, yeah, I ended up getting fired and under the radar, they wanted to kind of save face, which is the one thing I do appreciate. They didn't, you know, sue me or they didn't do anything crazy like a lot of other churches have done. They didn't tell my story for me. Oh, thank God. I can't imagine. Yeah. I do think a lot of the staff ended up finding out there's a lot of chatter, but, but yeah, I, I made it out. And it's taken a long time to heal. And I think it'll always be a little soft spot. But but yeah, that's that's that whole saga. Well, you know, the interesting thing, I tell people this all the time, coming out is never just a statement. Coming out is a process. And like, you have to come out to a lot of people. Like you just inferred, the first person you have to come out to literally is yourself. Yeah. We all take years because it's, society is telling us, no, 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 no. So I don't want to be that thing. Oh, God, no. And, you know, I, I dated women through high school and college myself. And, and you know, I, I enjoyed it. I, I like women a whole lot. But for me, it was, it was the same thing. It was an emotional connection that yeah. didn't happen. But you come out to yourself and then you come out to those closest to you. Yep. And then you kind of have to keep coming out because it comes up. It comes up, you know, at work. You know, it, yeah. in, even if you weren't a singer at a church, eventually in this day and age, people are going to have, they, they want to put a picture of their spouse or girlfriend right. or boyfriend yeah. on their desk at work if you're an accountant or something. 
or you want to mention or you want to bring them to a company party or it, in this day and age it's just ridiculous that anyone would need to stay closeted it's it's a process that we have to go through one of the things I, I think that's very interesting, especially for someone like you as a creative performing artist, coming out's not only a personal catharsis, but you become a beacon to others out there to say, oh, well, if she can do it, oh, look, she looks like me or her life looks yeah. like mine or I could do it. So you you really help inspire. Have you felt or have you contemplated the idea that your coming out might help other people, especially people who were specifically involved in a very conservative church or something, how, you know, that might impact them? Yeah, to be honest, I think that's a really big part of it too, because I, I remember being young, like in college or even teenage years and like anybody gay was very like taboo then for me. And there weren't any celebrities yet. There weren't like anybody on the forefront. And so, it, but if I had that, like maybe I wouldn't have been so scared to admit it to myself. And so, yeah, I, I do think it's in large, the reasoning is it's just time. And I also just have run out of shits to give. <laughs> <laughs> I love you for but that. Also, Thank you. like, I just, I want to help. And I just, I want other people to feel less alone. And I want my music to reach past the crowd that it's been at for the last couple of years. And I want to find my people. I want to find the people who can listen to the lyrics and be like, oh my God, that's me, you know, or just feel a little bit of, of hope or like there's somebody else who gets it, you know? Well, and speaking of your music, how and why someone comes out is very specific to everyone. And as a singer and songwriter, you have a new song out today. I do. Called Nice to Meet You. And it's most excellent. Thank you. Can you say why it's so important to you and tell me a bit about its message? The lyrics are amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So when I got fired, I came back to Nashville and came here to lick my wounds and take care of myself. And uh, I just started writing over the course of like two or three years I think nice to meet you was one of the first songs and it was just like my own song to myself the original version's pretty like sad (laughs) (laughs) kind of I don't know it's just more introspective and like somber and and that's where I was at but working with my producer Philip Towns he's like I hear the lyrics and I hear that you're kind of pissed off you're kind of over it and you're kind of like in party mode So that's kind of (laughs) the vibe we went for with the actual track. But yeah, it was very much like, hey, it's nice to meet you to myself. Like, I'm seeing you for the first time. I'm seeing that everything you were up to this point was really you. You were being true to yourself based on what you knew then, you know. And it's all growth and it's all progress and evolution. Yeah, so like the song is... It's kind of double meaning for me. Nice nice to meet myself. And then, like, I want to reintroduce myself to people. Yeah. And, like, this has been me the whole time. Take it or leave it. <laughs> I love, there's a lyric, it's not me who's coming out, it's you who's coming in, which is so perfect. Because Thank you. you're not really doing anything. You're not changing. You're not yeah. you're not actually going anywhere or passing through a, a portal or anything. You're yeah, just, right. right. These people are just meeting a little more Nicole exactly. than they knew was there, yes. which I think is awesome. You know, I've been listening to your music. I came across the Creed Collection that <laughs> yes. you did. That was only a few months ago, right? Or you only released yeah. it 
So here's the thing. I feel like you were kind of preparing us a little bit because you you recorded, what was it, four or five songs by Creed, the rock band? Yes, four songs. Four songs. And one, Arms Wide Open. Okay, first of all, that lyric in and of itself with Arms Wide Open, you're kind of telling us something. And then in My Sacrifice, the lyric, hello, my friend, we meet again. It's been a while. Where should we begin? Which, mm-hmm. which almost feels like Nicole is starting a conversation. And, yeah. and it might have been with yourself, and it might be with your friends and your family and people who listen to your music. But I feel like you, the, the, the song choices were kind of intuitive, uh, whether you knew it or not. Was there any conscious choice in that? Or did you just love? <laughs> and by the way, they were produced by uh, the brilliant Tommy Prophet, who the two of you together are musical magic. But, oh my God! Thank you. Yeah, no, they're, they're so awesome. As a matter of fact, I should mention your mm-hmm. version of "Arms Wide Open" was used in a promo for the Academy Awards <laughs> by Isn't that ABC. Crazy? I, that is just congratulations. <laughs> first of all, on the placement, thank that's you. fantastic. But did you have any thought about coming out when you were recording those, or was it just a great musical project for you? I wish I could be like, yes, <laughs> that was perfectly planned out. But the truth of it, actually. I don't know why, but Tommy calls me now when he's like, hey, let's do the weirdest uh, cover of something. Ah. And I'm always like, yes. I actually did not grow up listening to Creed, which served us well, I think, because we reimagined a lot of the melodies and lyrics. And, not the lyrics, but the vibe and the melody. Yeah. and Oh, yeah. It's very different. Feeling. Yeah. And so it was great because it was like, I actually don't know the song. He's like, that's fine. Just write a melody. <laughs> but yeah, and he called me. He's like, I have a great idea. Let's do a cover of With Arms Wide Open. And then we did that, and that one got some good traction on, like, the film and TV side. And then he was like, I have another idea. (laughs) Let's do their top songs. I was like, okay. There was actually a pause on being able to release it. So we had had that for, like, months and months, and we were just sitting on the Masters. And then I think the Oscars came out, and then... We kind of got the green light, and so we released the whole project. So the timing really was perfect. And then my manager, Wendy Duffy, she was texting me when it came out. She's like, Nicole, like, I don't know if you realize this, but these lyrics, like what you just said. Oh, really? Oh, so someone else thought this. Okay. She did. She's like, it's like you planned it. Like, it's perfectly setting up the story you're about to tell. And, like, you're living with your, you know, your arms wide open. Like, you're inviting people to come in. It was a great coincidence. (laughs) I want to say, too, about your music. For all these years, you were singing worship music. The Creed songs don't sound like worship music. They, yeah. they don't. It doesn't sound like contemporary Christian music. I'm not. Not that there's anything wrong with it. There's great stuff out there. I don't want anyone to get the idea that that's the genre that you are that you have pursued, sure. or you've been kind of. Right. I don't want to use the word stuck, but where you've been. Um, your voice is so versatile. The style of music that you sing, even today with the new song "Nice to Meet You," is yeah. completely different from the Creed songs, which are very cinematic and sweeping and gorgeous. Yeah. But it's very yeah. different. Being back in Nashville, which is a great place to be for music, obviously, do you feel like things are getting better for LGBTQ artists? Because I was thinking of, you know, uh, Ty Herndon. I just got an email this morning about Ty Herndon's new. My album is coming out, uh, and I got sent a, a, a sample. But with so many out 
country artists or, or artists across the spectrum, but in Nashville, I think of country artists like Ty Herndon and Brandy Carlisle and Billy Gilman and uh, Shelley Wright and uh, Lil Nas X. It was yeah. a country song that got him over right. over the <laughs> Grammy hump. And T.J. Osborne, as I mentioned, and I've written about up and coming uh, country artists mm-hmm. like Cameron Hawthorne and Hayden Joseph. Do you feel like the environment is better or more open for LGBTQ people? I would love for that to be true. I I don't really know, to be honest. Oh, because nobody's treated you like an LGBTQ person. Right. <laughs> Nobody I, knew. <laughs> that's the thing is, you know, I, I'm straight passing. I'm female passing. Yeah. I'm whatever, white passing. And so I think I've had a lot of privilege and things kind of easy for me. And to be honest, I do have like a pit in my stomach whenever I say that because I just hate it. I hate that any of that has to be Mm -hmm. a thing. But luckily, I think after 2020 and all the protests, I think a lot of things have shifted for the better. And a lot more like Black country artists and like female country artists. And one of my really good friends, Brittany Spencer, she's just like crushing it and like straight to the top. And so it's really cool to see like the world kind of recognizing more talent than what's just like put in front of them by labels and TV people. So that really gives me hope. There's an awesome artist named Joy Ladakun. She's black and queer and she's in Nashville. And I'm like, she's such an icon and seeing her blow up. It's just been really amazing. And so I think the answer is yes, I think so. And Nashville proper has definitely gotten better. (laughs) I think if you go outside of it, you know, it gets a little scary. So we just stay in Nashville. <laughs> I have so many friends in Nashville. Um, Diana DeGarmo and Ace Young from American Idol. My very dear friend, Leslie Ellis, that I did uh, Cats with years ago. She won a Grammy singing on Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Sheesh. But yeah, she's awesome. She's in Nashville. Y'all should meet. She's a great songwriter. Right. Let's do it. And Ace and Diana are great songwriters, too. And Ace produces you guys. I should introduce you to all these people. The great thing is, so now you've come out. Now you get yeah. to just go make all this great music oh, that you want to make. So what is next? What is next? You have the new song today. What's next on the horizon? I have a couple more singles because nobody listens to full albums anymore. No, they don't. You're exactly, isn't it weird? Um, it sucks, but I get it. I get it. I think there's like, what, 70,000 new songs uploaded every day. So it's a lot. I get it. A couple more singles coming up, and then I think the full album will come out end of September, October. And then I'm, I think I'm going to do like a release party. It's, it's just got to happen. It's been in the making for so long. And then we do have plans, you know, because this record is, is kind of talking about like more of, more of the hard stuff. For me, like deconstructing my faith, I know that's like a hot word right now, but just like realizing, hey, this thing isn't working and let's just look at it honestly and call it for what it is. So there's a lot of like kind of heavier truth in this record, but the next one is going to be all like proud, happy, like about my relationship, about like feeling free. And so a lot of those songs are already done, but I want people to know like there's a happy feel good record coming out after this. That's an important thing too. No, you know, it's it's funny how, especially at this time in your life that it is important to express certain things now that you want people to hear. That's what artists do is they express themselves, you know, whether it's music or there's, you know, physical art on the wall or whatever, that is what we do. It's how we, 
process. Yeah. And 100%. so that makes total sense to me that, that you would want to release these songs that you've been working on and everything for years. And I think that's fantastic. Thank you. I'm excited. Speaking of albums, silly question, but I'm always curious with people. Do you remember the first album you ever got? <laughs> um, well, my dad, fun fact, he owned a Christian bookstore when we were little. Oh, my <laughs> so goodness. I would always, yeah, I would always get like the you know, the boxes that they would send back then, like with all the free stuff. So to be honest, I have no idea the first one, but it was like probably Yolanda Adams or like Carmen. <laughs> the first one I bought was Avril Lavigne, <laughs> the skater boy. For some reason, that seems so appropriate for you. Really? The little we I know of you. I love that that would be what you would remember buying. I like that. Well, and I also got in trouble for it because I wasn't allowed <laughs> to listen to non-Christian music. <laughs> wow, Nicole, what a world you have journeyed through. You know, that's why I think this story is so specific and important because it's not, I don't, I don't ever want to use the word just anything. Most people don't come from quite that conservative a background. Yeah. And so this yeah. is just a lot. God bless you. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not religious. I consider myself spiritual. Do no harm is my my creed. Oops, I did that's it again. Right. Creed. Um, God, look at me. I'm funny. But that's why I want people to hear this story about you because, yeah, yeah. and you seem healthy and mentally healthy. A lot of therapy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, folks, it works. <laughs> a lot of therapy and a lot of whiskey. <laughs> ah, excellent. That works too. Uh, yeah, it really does. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your story with me. I can't wait for more music. I, I will be playing. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Just seriously, thank you for sharing your story with us. You're the first queer person at a queer magazine. like, And I want people to know I'm fucking queer. Like, it's, <laughs> like I am yes. you, you are me. Like, yes. we belong together, you know? And so I just... I really, really appreciate you. I feel so safe and warm with the people so far that I've gotten to speak to. So I, I feel very lucky, and I know that's not everybody's experience. <laughs> so so thank you, Randy, for being so uh, so gracious and kind. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. A reminder, Nicole Serrano's Nice to Meet You is now available to download or stream on all major music platforms. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Thanks for listening, folks. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next time.